Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. With the spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus escalating in the past few weeks, Australian authorities are seriously considering some extreme measures to make sure that we can get a handle on the situation. One of those measures could be to place parts or even all of the country into lockdown. But what does that realistically and practically mean? I had to go out in the car for a good reason and I noticed that there were people on the streets waiting their turn to go in because only a certain amount of people can actually go into a shop at any one time. In order to get our heads around what it might look like for us to put ourselves into self-imposed isolation, we speak to people who are already doing it. Today, we're heading to Italy. It's really hard not to feel panic about the coronavirus right now. On one hand, we're being told it's only slightly more deadly than your average flu season, that it targets older people with health issues and that most of us will recover quickly. But then at the same time, we're being told to self-isolate at home, that it could cripple the economy, that our government might need to take drastic measures to stop it from spreading. But wherever you stand on toilet paper stockpiling, we soon may need to all get on the same page where the coronavirus is concerned, because if we end up in the same situation as some other countries, like Italy, we could find ourselves facing a lockdown. We confront today a new, complex, hydra-headed and rapidly evolving challenge. The coronavirus, COVID-19. And while we all know we're not immune, so far as a nation, we have been able to get ahead of this. But to stay ahead, we must work together and continue to take decisive and timely action. This is one of those national interest moments. Whatever you thought 2020 was going to be about, think again. We now have one goal together this year, to protect the health, the well-being, and livelihoods of Australians through this global crisis. That's our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who this week announced that we'll now be Medicare bulk billing phone call consultations with our GPs so we don't have to go to their surgery. Pop-up coronavirus clinics will see 75 patients a day to keep them away from hospital emergency rooms. We're being told to self-isolate if we've been to China, South Korea, Iran and now Italy, or if we've come into contact with someone who's returned a positive test for the coronavirus. But will our government need to take this a step further? This week, the entire 60 million strong population of Italy was told to stay at home and avoid all non-essential travel as they recorded their highest daily death toll, 168 people passing away in 24 hours. But what does this kind of mass quarantine actually look like? Does that mean you're locked away with no access to the outside world until the whole thing blows over? Roberta Tyrell-Brichelli is an Aussie expat now living in Italy. Roberta, how did the people around you feel about being told to stay home? Well, uh, I think the community feels a bit shocked at the uncertainty that there is at the moment about 
when perhaps we can find out when we can go places. But, I mean, people are free to move around, but only if you really need to. So for work, if you want to go from one state to the next, then there's a certificate that you can fill out, sort of like an authorization to move from one place to the next. For example, I live in Luguria, but the school that I work at, which has been closed down, is in Tuscany. So if I need to go to work for a meeting, then I would fill out the form in case I was stopped or someone inquired as to why I was travelling, I suppose, over a border. Because, of course, Italy is really dense and we're really close, you know, like the borders. People are travelling all the time for work and family and all sorts of reasons. So, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty and, of course, the schools have closed as well. The, the message is just to stay at home. Now, you're speaking of families, your husband works on cruise ships, which, as we know, have been very well spotlighted as coronavirus vessels in this crisis situation. How do you feel about your husband going to work on something he potentially will be sent into quarantine on? I don't feel worried for him. I feel like the cruise lines really have dealt over the years with a lot of viruses and so they have very high health standards on board. There's a lot of uncertainty what's going to happen with the cruise lines. I think the economic ramifications are probably the most troubling for the companies that, you know, have already had the ship stop. And also for Italy as a country, you know, we rely on tourism so much. So, for example, even in February with the ski season, you know, everything's just come to a halt. So economically, I anticipate it's going to be quite disastrous. But no, I'm not worried about my husband as such. I think there's probably very good communication between the health organisations and what's going on on board. And I know that the companies will do everything they can to keep the passengers and the crew safe. Now, Roberta, you are a teacher and you've mentioned that the schools have been closed down. Is anything happening over the next couple of weeks to make sure kids are still getting an education? Is there anything in place for children to keep studying, to do anything online? What's happening with the kids? The school that my girls go to was actually closed down on the 23rd of February and we don't anticipate that schools will open again until the beginning of April and then we have a scheduled Easter break. So we're talking about, you know, up to a couple of months closure. Yes, the schools are springing into action, getting a virtual education and each school is trying to figure out what's going to be best for them and their school community. So whether it be using Google Classroom or Google Meet or WeSchool or these sort of virtual learning programs, it's being taken very seriously. And of course, the schools are trying to continue education online with their students. Now, here in Australia, there's been a certain amount of panic where this virus is concerned, where people are stockpiling. Have you seen something similar in Italy? Is I mean, you're still allowed to go to the grocery store, right, to get food, etc. But are you seeing that same kind of panic level stockpiling? No, there's definitely toilet paper on the shelves here. I haven't seen that panic. I think people are referring to it as a shutdown. So, for example, today, if you walk into a store, they're not letting more than three to four people in a store at any one time. You have to remain a distance of a minimum of one metre from the person next to you. So if you go to the post office or the bank, you know, there are these sort of rules in place and there's visual signs as well to remind people of keeping their distance. But the message is stay at home. That's the message. 
And are people actually, it seems like people are actually adhering to this shutdown and to the rules put in place. It seems difficult to think here in Australia that people will be as obedient, I guess. Are you surprised Mm. that people are very open to making sure they don't spread this disease by following the rules? I think here it's the reality. You know, Italian has a culture of when you meet someone, you embrace them and you kiss them on each cheek. Well, that's definitely not happening at the moment. I think people just want what's best for the next person. And they've said that you shouldn't visit the elderly or, you know, or just staying at home and keeping your distance and washing your hands, washing your hands and washing them properly. What's the hardest thing about getting through a shutdown? I mean, you still have access to all the necessities. You are able to travel if it's necessary. What has the hardest thing been so far? I think as a mum of two young kids, the hardest thing so far is having the kids at home, especially if you've got two working parents. It does put an additional stress on the family unit. I think People are reaching out to grandparents or if they don't have grandparents and they're reaching out to aunties, uncles or people to look after the kids because, of course, with the shutdown of the schools for as long as what we've got, then who's looking after the kids? And, of course, you're not taking the kids down to the shops and you're not taking them anywhere for entertainment. So it's sort of taking them for walks outside or a bike ride, but, again, keeping your distance. And also we were talking about online learning. Well, who's following that at home? Is it the parents when they come home from work? Is it the babysitter? Is it the grandparents? I would say that's probably one of the biggest stresses that's in our school community anyway. Italy has a very social culture. Going out and spending time with friends and family are key to daily Italian life, something that Riccardo Gentile, who's currently in lockdown in a town between the regions of Lombardy and Veneto in the north of the country where the virus has hit hard, says is making it tough. So uh, this living situation in this moment, in this part of Italy, is very, very strange. Uh, The Italian government uh, changed the lifestyle of Italian people. Because in this moment in Italy, all the people have to be at home in uh, in all the countries, so from north to south. And we are not allowed to go out with our friends, to have a pizza. So our social life is very, very limited. And uh, the only permission that we have is to go out to work and come back at home. All the people are crazy now because they go to this market and buy pasta or pizza for months. So the grocery in Italy now it's empty. But uh, news that I just listen on TV, the situation from tomorrow will be much better. But the things that make me more sad is that I'm living just three kilometers from my friends or my partners, but I'm not able to meet them until April. So I'm completely isolated now in this uh, this situation. Coronavirus brings a lot of uh, bad situation for the tourism in Italy, of course, because no one wants to come here in this moment. All my work is completely stopped. I cannot go in Milan or Venice or Rome to do job appointments in, in this moment. So there's no social gatherings? Are you allowed to, if you are religious, are you allowed no. to go to church? Are you allowed to, so you mentioned you're allowed to meet up with friends, but what are you allowed to do? 
no, we cannot go to the church. All the church are closed and also is not allowed to do funeral, for example, until April. You can go to work uh, to do a, a small walk with uh, with some friends who live close to you, but you have to do uh, maximum two or three people. You have to keep the safe distance of one meter and half. You cannot allow to do kiss because Italian people love to do a lot of kiss when they, we meet each other. We cannot go to the bar to drink a coffee. We had very limited things to do. I spend the most part of my time in internet using the social or uh, watching Netflix. So it's very boring now. Ricardo is expecting the hotel where he works to close down soon too. His workday already reduced from eight hours to four. But despite feeling pretty lonely right now, Ricardo says that Italians are very respectful of a government's request for them to help get this under control and is urging us to do the same or potentially face a lockdown too. Please follow the instruction of your government. Because in Italy, at the first moment, this not happen. So everyone do as they want. But it's very important to follow all the instructions to avoid these rules as in Italy now. So this is very, very important. Please, this is very, very important. Because believe me, it's very bad when your freedom is very limited. So Australia, if we are asked to stay at home, it may look similar to Italy. You can still get food and other groceries. You may just have to be more patient with only a couple of people allowed in at a time. It may mean major shopping centres need to shut down, but supermarkets will remain open. You may not be able to go to work, school or university, and you may have to cancel your holiday plans for a little while. But that doesn't mean you can't move around at all. Essential travel will still be allowed, and you can still go for a walk with your dog as long as you stay away from others. The only time you won't be allowed to leave your house is if you test positive to the virus. Public gatherings may be postponed or cancelled like footy games and festivals, some of which have already been called off, like Coachella, Tasmania's Dark Mofo and Miley Cyrus's Aussie appearances. And other smaller gatherings like weddings may also be off the agenda for the time being. Venues like movie theatres and swimming pools could be closed and you may not be allowed to go out for a drink meal or concert at night. If this does happen, and it is an if, not a definite at this stage, we need to think about how we're going to respond. Will it be panic with people clearing the supermarket shelves? Will we think only of ourselves and refuse the directive to stay in our homes because some are, for sometimes very good reason, distrustful of our government? Or will we be like the Italians and respect what it is we're being asked to do, a serious and a very real need to stop this virus in its tracks? All Australians have a role to play in Australia successfully moving through this crisis. We need your perseverance, your planning, your enterprise. We need your common sense. We need your calm. We need your commitment. But we need your patriotism as well. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash thequickie.